Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Saturday to everybody. Happy Saturday yeah. to everybody in the Ruthless Talk community. Hope everybody is enjoying the weekend. Guys, we are legit a week away. We are one more week away from WWE Saudi Arabia's Night of Champions as our next pit stop is SmackDown. Again, a location not too far from where we're at. That is in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, which was last night. So, did this show get us any excited about Night of Champions? Well, we're soon about to find out. But before we do get into Night of Champions, and of course today is uh, once again a, uh, it's been a minute since we've done this as well, another edition of our top five wrestlers of the week. So if you guys want to check that out, make sure you guys stay tuned at the end of our SmackDown review as we will give our list um, at the end of the show. But before we get into all of that, um, I do have some updates um, in regards to AEW Collision, um, you know, not too much stuff about Punk, but a little bit about Punk in regards with Ace Steel. Um, apparently, Ace Steel has been already rehired months ago from Tony Khan and AEW, um, which is very, again, very, very interesting. You know, and the, and the other thing, too, as well, what I forgot to mention as well when we talked about the whole CM Punk situation and, and Tony Khan, you know, we all both know and and everybody watching this. I mean, if you're being honest with yourself, as much as we would love to see CM Punk back and maybe make this thing somewhat work out. But if Tony Khan legit had a set of balls and it would, and legit cared about his company, CM Punk wouldn't be nowhere near in the vicinity of, of AEW, at least for the time being. Um, that, again, that, that to me, I mean, I don't understand how you would bring in a guy, how the first time it's already blown up in their face. I mean, with the media scrum and everything as a whole. And now Punk is coming back with, oh, I want you guys to bring back a steal. I want this and I want that. You know, does Tony Khan find a set and stands up to people like Punk? And, you know, but we, sh we shall see where this goes. Um but in regards to Ace Steel, yeah, he has been apparently he has been rehired months ago um, in recording to sources with Fightful and stuff like that. Um, you know, you know, obviously Punk and Ace Steel, they're very close buddies and all that stuff. But, you know, obviously we'll know more, you know, although, you know, CM Punk's comeback to AEW television hasn't been officially announced. Again, we don't know if he's going to be returning to AEW Collision's premiere show or maybe some future shows in the near future. Um, but yeah, so in regards to that, you know, he was, you know, a steel was previously released from AEW after the whole exchange at the media scrum years ago from the all out, I believe it was uh, all out was the pay-per-view and the media scrum and everything like that. Um, so very interesting, uh, very, very interesting stuff in regards to, you know, is that a sign that punk is going to come back into the company? Has there already been right. an agreement that we just don't know about? So that's the whole report there as well as brian danielson brian danielson guys is now a part of aew's career uh creative team 
for the for the Collision debut for the premiere um, premiere episode of AEW Collision, which again is going to be uh, June seventeenth, uh, literally just in about a month from now, or maybe or about three weeks from now. Um, you know, and I, I believe you know uh, Brian Danielson has been a part of some creative stuff in the past in regards to you know, AEW, you know, I think in regards to his character in the past. So this is something that is nothing, not anything too, you know, out of the ordinary for Brian, bit. yeah, for, for Brian Danielson. Um, so we'll, we'll know more about that stuff, you know. So obviously, you know, AEW creative team, as of right now, it is listed. Um, obviously, of course, Tony Khan. You have Pat Buck, Will Washington, Sanjay Dutt, QT Marshall, um, as well as, um, yeah. And as well as Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, excuse me, going back to WWE right there for a second. Um, but yeah, so again, you know, listen, in regards to collision itself, Brian, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance, um, and, and see how this hard brand split is, is going to, uh, is going to foretake in this situation. But yeah, so Brian Danielson is a part of AEW's career team and then you know i don't know if this is just in regards to to aw as a whole but from what i'm seeing it's just mainly for um aw collision and for that for that television program um and so that is everything in regards to aw um you know and of course we'll update more in regards to you know all of that good stuff as well as uh seth rollins now i know with seth rollins you know we we've been heavily talking about seth in regards, you know, the last few weeks with him winning the World Heavyweight Championship, he's pretty much the odds-on favorite to win it. You know, he's now being a part of a movie. Uh, remind me, Brian, what is that movie, by the way? I, I forget. Uh, it's the, the new um, Captain America. Captain America. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what. Yeah, the, and that, the that's title pretty much is, but... right, and that was kind of the reason why you know Seth Rollins was taken off of uh, was off of television and he done that interview with Corey Graves, you know, cause he's busy shooting a film. So that also raises question as well. Like, you know, is Seth Rollins because, because of this role, this movie role that he has, he is going to be taking some time off within his future schedule. So, you know, with that being said, does AJ Styles take that world heavyweight championship at night of champions? And I and I know we all love AJ Styles, and we like oh snap AJ Styles holding world title gold. Like, what's there not to like? But we go back as well with the whole the brand splits in regards to WWE now, and this World Heavyweight Championship, how it's supposed to be on Raw. You're now including SmackDown members, like you know, okay, so AJ Styles will will win this match and go over to Raw, James. Like it's that simple. But what does that leave with the OC? You know, does the OC just stay over on SmackDown? So. Again, we have to always think about these about these things, guys. Sometimes it's, you know, things like this World Heavyweight Championship situation is very not so simple, you know. But, you know, that's where WWE is at right now, where they're pretty much in a pickle. And it's going to be interesting now because of these the, these updates in regards to Rollins' schedule where, where things are going to go. Um, yeah. So, Brian, with that being said, man, uh, in regards to all of that, I'll, I'll let you have the floor because I've done a lot of talking to start this show. Uh, your thoughts about AW Collision, all these updates um, over the past few days, and Seth Rollins and, and his uh, and his schedule and taking time off and everything in regards to the World Heavyweight title, man. The floor is yours. Take it away. 
Yeah, I'll start with uh, Brian Danielson. Um, I mean, I, I think that's a good thing. You know, I I, I know he, he had a little stint at least helping out with the SmackDown writing or creative team or yeah. or something back in the day too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know really what he's been responsible before and what he has it or how much influence he's had over it. But um, overall, I mean, I, I, I just on his face, I think that's a probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, as far as a steel goes, um, I mean, what is, is he just basically Punk's personal trainer? Like, I don't even know what he does, really. Um, (laughs) I don't don't really know. So, and here's another weird thing about Ace Steel is that even though he is, he's, he rejoined AEW several months ago. However, he has not been actively working backstage. So, which of that, but yeah, he's, he's not, he's not actively working backstage with Punk or with anybody. And yet he's been. He's been rehired several months ago, so yeah, it's just it just seems very about weird to me. Really, this whole you know, I I don't know much about Ace Steel or who he is or or why. Outside of this whole situation that happened, why he matters really in the big scheme of things, I don't really know. Um, but with CM Punk, man, here's you know, <laughs> I I really identify with with CM Punk in in this in this way, like. I'm not saying he always handles it right or maybe completely handles it wrong and obviously could have taken a better route. But at the end of the day, what he said or why he took issue with something, more times than not, I believe to be mostly true or or I would agree with him. Like, I, I see what you're saying. So, um. I still think there's, you know, it, is Punk still a draw or or whatever? I mean, yeah, he's, especially initially, yeah, he's still going to get a pop. Um, you know, could it could it add to the, the London show? Absolutely. Does this have, like, long-term legs? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe six months to a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, like with all this, like, is he coming back? Is he not? I, I feel like that's kind of like the behind the si- the behind the scenes situation where like, you know, Punk handled, handled it wrong and it got out of hand. And of course it was at the media scrum. So everybody heard about it, but the essence of what he's saying, I think was probably true. And that's why he's still, and even a steel is still kind of in the mix is yeah. like, so at the end of the day, parts to his relationship with AEW, it would be, at least from what I'm reading as of right now, it would be some type of creative role. So that's pretty much what CM Punk is pretty much wanting to push towards with a steel in regards to pushing him in a creative role in regards to, you know, his storyline with a few with such and such, such and such. So that's probably that that's probably what the case is right now. You know, so obviously yeah. the relationship with him and Punk goes way, way back from Ring of Honor. Yeah days and stuff like that um of course we know exactly who ace steel is and this is just to inform yeah right everybody. yeah i would just say like in the big scheme of things as far as AEW and what he's doing right now i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah and, and but it like i said it would be the only thing that i would think of at least when i'm looking at right now would be some type of creative role in regards to you know for punk's 
punk side of things in regards to his yeah. character and his development and things of that nature. So that's what punk has been pretty much from reports wise has been trying to push to get a steel back into the company. Apparently he's been rehired, but he's not physically backstage and working behind backstage. So yeah, but we'll, I'm sure we'll know more in regards to the next couple of days as those, those reports were legit um, came out as soon as we finished talking about the last episode, some, some reports that came out about punk and a steel and that whole meeting. So I'm sure something yeah. will come up in regards to that, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, Brian continue on your thoughts in regards with Rollins. Yeah. Last thing, and uh, the else. AJ style styles thing, like, you know, if I'm being honest, man, I mean, once they announced all the participants in this tournament, I mean, the two guys I would have liked to see win it the most, uh, would be AJ and edge, uh, if I'm being honest, but, as we've discussed here before, like uh, you've drafted AJ and the OC uh, uh, just returning and reforming OC to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And you claim this is a hard brand split. So if he were to win, either you got to split up the OC or bring the whole crew over. Yeah. Which again, it just, just diminishes the draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, Legit. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, w I would still lean towards AJ winning this initially, or I'm I'm sorry, Rollins winning this initially. Uh, how long is going to hold on to it? Uh, who knows, man? Uh, it might be a short run. Yeah. I mean, we all know in regards to the World Heavyweight Championship and just how everything just, just seems off, especially with this tournament. N nothing makes sense about it. Um, yeah. And you're 100% right, Brian. I mean, I mean, if AJ Styles wins, okay, that's great for him. I'll take that title over to Raw. But again, what does that do for the OC? Um, yeah. Just everything just doesn't seem right. And it just still does not make sense. And nothing is connecting or clicking. <laughs> um, but we're, we're going to find out. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know maybe if that's a way to get more intrigued, <laughs> quote unquote, about this match at at uh in, in saudi for night of champions but um but yeah so I, I don't know but like i said we'll i'm sure we'll find out you know this yeah, or next week we... legit a week from today is when night of yeah. champions is uh but going real quick back to danielson and and the aw being a part of aw's creative team for this collision i also um really can get on board with that i mean we'll see where that goes as well i'm sure he'll have to do something in regards to the BCC in regards to their booking, maybe getting a little bit of more creative freedom in regards to that faction, sure. um, which, which can be a tremendous thing, um, you know, in regards to that, because I mean, you know, who knows better to how to book <laughs> this, this faction than, than the person that's in it and which is Brian Danielson. Um, and like you mentioned, he's, he was part of creative stuff in the past with SmackDown and WWE. So this is yeah. something that's a little bit more up his alley, something that's no, nothing that's too far off of what he's done in the past. But, um, but yeah, with Rollins, I don't know, man. I, I, it's just cause you know, you're kind of, <laughs> if, cause if he's going to have a certain amount of days off, it would just seem weird how like, oh, you you brought this title back because you want a it's fighting gonna champion. It's going to be the working man's title. They're going to defend it. It's every a week. working man's title. You're going to defend it, and now you're going to give it to Rollins. Oh, but wait, he's going to be on a. He's taking time off. He's on a shorter schedule because he's going to film a fucking movie. <laughs> it's just yeah. So again, I would not be shocked that, if that's, AJ that's Styles. Either either if Rollins is taking time off again, that I guess it hinges on that or or, or you know he has a. a, a 
modified schedule, then either way they go with this, whether they put it on Rollins, you fucked up because the whole the whole creation of the title was that it's going to be on TV every week. You're going to see it defended. And if you put it on AJ, the whole fucking draft is pointless. (laughs) So I don't know, man. Pick your poison. Exactly. Just pick. Exactly. At this point, it's just pick your poison. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, of course, of course, guys, uh, we'll 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 update you guys uh, in regards to collision, uh, continue to, to give you guys updates in regards with a steel and CM Punk and trying to make some some amount of sense in regards to what's really going on. Um, right. You know, I mean, who knows, Brian? I mean, you know, all of these rumors could just be hints about, you know, maybe the fact that a steel has already been rehired. Maybe there's already a deal for Punk to return at the premier show, which is collision or, or a few at this point, if he's returning, there's already a deal in place. I have no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I mean, if he, if a steel has been rehired months ago, then there had to be some sort of talks with Tony Khan and with suits and ties in regards to this situation with a steel, you would think that his return is somewhat in place. Um, Cause we did talk about the last episode, how punk did not want to be featured um, before the premium event happened, um, you know, he, he want, he, he pretty much wanted to not be affiliated with the, the premium or the upcoming show that is collision, um, which is, I'm guessing why he was taking off the press release right. um, in regards to that. But we shall soon find out about that, man. You know, as listen with, in regards to collision itself, the show, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if this is just going to be another, you know, maybe a slight, I don't know how different it would be in regards to dynamite and in regards to the format. And, you know, of course the champions, like, you know, how they're called upon, how we talked about how, Oh, whatever champion is just called upon to do a show. They're just going to go over there and do it. doesn't matter if you're Jade Cargill and you're holding a TBS championship, you're going to go onto the TNT network and be on collision. If you're Wardlow shit, you'll just go onto the TBS network on dynamite. But yet yeah. there's a hard brand split. And at the end of the day, we're just as baffled as everybody else is in regards to this. So, But we'll continue to right. give you guys updates in, with AEW as we get closer and closer to Collision, um, as well as uh, Seth Rollins and everything else as a whole. So with that being said, it is finally time to get into Friday Night SmackDown. Not going to lie, Brian. Uh, after the the first 30 minutes of the show, this sucked. <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I, I gotta be, I gotta be legit honest with you. I mean, this was legit a snooze fest. This, there was nothing, nothing intriguing, nothing again got accomplished. We talked heavily about that with Monday Night Raw. Oh, but James, it was better than Monday Night Raw, wasn't it? Okay, guys, the morning shit that I took was better than freaking Monday Night Raw. That's not saying much. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just the honest truth. It's just the reality. Um, it's, you know, everything in regards to Roman, the tag titles and why Roman is holding on the titles, you know, but he's always getting closer to a thousand days. I think he's legit like eight some odd days away from that a thousand day mark. Um, so they're going to, you know, freaking promote that shit and, you know, go crazy about that and, and whatever. Um, and, but outside of that, cause at least there's some type of story, at least the, ch- the chapter that we're finally getting that we should have gotten a month ago is finally starting to, is finally starting to come through here 
in regards with the Usos and Roman Reigns and the bloodline as a whole pretty much crumbling down before our very eyes. Um, so what are we talking about? Well, let's just save all of our, our comments and just dive straight into the show. Let's do it. SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, which was May 19th, 2023, live in Columbia, South Carolina. The show starts off hour number one. This was Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa come face-to-face with your tag champs, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns says, oh, well, South Carolina, they just acknowledged me. Now it's time for you guys to do, to do the same. He asked to acknowledge him, and he says, when you're done with that, uh, just drop off my titles and see yourself out. <laughs> uh, you know, Roman just being freaking Roman Reigns. And again, I, it just sucks, Brian, because I just I love this character and I love this version of Roman. It's just the way that everything yeah. is being booked. He just has to take the heat of everything. And, and it's a shame. You know, again, I'm not a hater, guys. I'm not. I've been getting a lot of shit lately over the past few weeks about being a hater. Guys, I am the complete opposite of that. We are the complete opposite of that. We've done nothing but praise this character, but we got to call the bullshit out like it is. This dude should not be holding on the titles. You know it, and I freaking know it. Uh, but moving on into this segment, Kevin Owens has already had enough. He just drops the titles in the microphone. He gets straight into to Roman and Solo's grill. Um, and he's like, oh, I get it. He's like, listen, your fight, Owens fight, you know, He's like, listen, we don't even want to talk to you anyways. Like, forget about you. And he turns his attention to Sami Zayn. Um, he says, listen, the one, reg- the one regret that I wasted on my life was with you. And of course, talking about Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn resp- responds with, you know, his regret was not hitting him with that steel chair sooner. You know, talking about, of course, the, the chair shot heard, heard around the world at the Royal Rumble. Uh, which is still just, I still go back and watch to this day. It was that freaking epic. Again, that's why my bar is that freaking high because I want those same type of moments that we got it at the Royal Rumble just not too long ago. So that whole exchange happens. Um, Sami Zayn states that they will retain at Night of Champions because Roman is not as good as us and you're not as good as the Usos either. Um, and Roman then states some more words as he starts to get really amplified. And the Usos attack Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from behind. And Roman is not pleased. He, he's like, you know, this was not the plan. What are you guys doing? He gets just really frustrated. He turns to leave and he accidentally bumps into Solo Sokoa. And this dude freaking doesn't even budge. He's just like standing there giving Roman the side eye. Roman Reigns is like, starting to come back to reality as he's like so frustrated at this point. He was yelling at Sami Zayn. Now he's yelling at his cousins and he's starting to come back into reality. Like, all right, this is getting really out of hand here. And he's like in a very awkward exchange with, with solo. And then he kind of just dips and leaves the ring as he walks back up the ramp, the rampway, leaving the rest of the bloodline in the ring. Uh, but before we get into this backstage segment, because there's a lot more to get into here, Brian, your thoughts in regards to this segment, this opening segment, I should say, between uh, your tag champs, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Solo Sokoan and Roman. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic, man. Um, and, uh, you know, as much as, again, uh, we, we've talked, you know, enough about where we think the title, or, you know, what should have happened at Mania or whatever, but... Still, at the end of the day, man, um, Roman delivers, man. You know, he, he is Absolutely. very good yeah. in his character. Like, 
Um, and even, you know, but this exchange again, I mean, you know, him and Sammy and um, mentioning the Usos saying, you know, he's not as good as the Usos again, still continuing that little, um, you know, the, the mistrust and deceit and jealousy, you know, uh, are there within the, the bloodline. Um, and then, yeah, him leaving and bumping solo, you know, starts off little, it's a little seed, man, but it's yeah. like this will there's going to be a story here that, that they're going to tell between him and solo, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, as you said, I mean, this is, this is the best part of the show on um, this first half hour. And, and it's the same, the usual suspects, right? KO, Sammy, solo, Roman, Paul, uh, the Usos. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I loved it, man. Uh, and, and also, uh, you know, other than maybe, Maybe when they had uh, the pay-per-view in Canada, like, did I hear him right? Like, when Roman first came out and got in the ring, I mean, yes, he's the heel, and, you know, but everybody loves, you know, whatever city is in, they're going to acknowledge him, and it's it's mostly still cheers, but I'm pretty sure I heard some You Suck chants out there at the beginning, mm-hmm. which you don't, you haven't really heard, you know, with Roman, because the character and the story doesn't suck it, it's fantastic yeah, yeah um but you're i think uh you know the wwe crowd is is gonna start you're gonna start hearing this more throughout the summer um especially if you don't see him much and he just continues to go on this just hold the titles uh yeah he's he's gonna be facing like the uh you know the dom booze right like the the where you you're just booing him so he can't talk mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but we'll see. But again, still a lot of a lot of uh, angles to go here. Um, you know, initially I, I thought I, I don't think this ends in Saudi Arabia. Whatever happens in the match, like I, I, I don't know. I think Roman's winning, Roman and Solo. Um, but this this thing with the Usos, man. Um, I think that that is going to continue at least until SummerSlam. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, so let, let me let me save my thoughts because I do want to get into this backstage segment in regards to pretty much, you know, my take in regards to everything going on here. So the Bloodline uh, are backstage, everybody. Paul Heyman, Solo, the, the Usos, Roman himself, everybody. And, you know, the Usos are trying to plead their case to Roman of why they did what they did to attack you know, Owens and Zane and freaking just Roman goes off in just another epic freaking rant or a promo, whatever you want to call it. Um, he says, listen, he's like, you keep saying we, but it sounds like you're talking about you two, right? He says, he said, do I look like a twin? Do I look like a we? He's like, this is us. He's like, he's like, you know, he's like, I had something to say to, to Sami Zayn. Like, he's like, he's like, I've been you know, just something along those lines. Like I've been, I was like, I regret everything I did for that fool. And I had everything I wanted to say, you know, it's like, but who's, who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback that runs this shit? Like who's, who runs the bloodline? Who's the quarterback here? It's like, I'm that guy. I'm the, I'm the guy that makes the choices here. And he just tells the Usos to get out. He's just like, get out, just, just get out. <laughs> and, and just, just goes on a freaking tear. And then the Usos like Jay, Jay Uso would like, he throws like a little mini tantrum. He like, 
slams his hands like he's like a little toddler. He's like, damn it, man. Like, oh, it's like when his, <laughs> it's like yeah. when his father scolds him for doing something wrong. Like Jay added that little, little layer there. I thought that was kind of funny. I laughed at that. Uh, but yeah, just so. Um, so yeah, so that's, here's what I want to say in regards to everything. Here's, here's what I'll say, Brian. I, I, I'm on the opposite end of you. I don't think Roman and Solo are winning these titles. I really don't. I think that's, I think Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to retain. And I think Solo Sokoa is going to take the pinfall here. Um, that's just my gut feeling. Um, yeah, I'm 50, 50 with it. I, I don't know. I, I really, I, I'm more leaning towards in the, in, in that's, that's pretty much what's going to happen. But here's, but I like it, and I like the fact that again we're finally starting to tell that chapter in regards to the bloodline finally starting to come to an end here, as it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Especially now with the whole exchange with Solo Sokoa, where now he's starting to question Roman it, from the ring when he bumped into him. Um, yeah. The opening segment of the show, like starting to question Roman Reigns and his mental state. And the greed that he kind of has now, like it seems to me like it's not the Usos fault here. That's what's going to demise the bloodline. It's going to be Roman Reigns himself because of oh, how yeah. power hungry this dude has turned into. And it's his own demise that's going to crush the bloodline or just crumble the bloodline from within because this dude is so power hungry. And this dude has, has, has been so in over his head where you know, now it seems like he doesn't need, he feel like he doesn't need his own family. He doesn't need his cousins. And, you know, and, and you can, and you can tell like Roman, he's, he's going, and we've seen this a couple of times, even leading up to mania mm -hmm. where he, he, he really snaps. You don't really see Roman snap the way yeah. he did in this segment. And you can tell, like, as he bumped into solo, there's a lot of people think like, Oh, he's a, he was afraid of solo. I, I didn't take that at all. In no, regards no, to that, yeah. I think it was just Roman coming to the realization where like, okay, like this is getting out of hand. You know, this is kind of, you know, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. And just walked off because, you know, he's, he's just, he's in his own head right now. He's, he's starting to mentally kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, just, again, I can't really find the words to, to describe it, but you can tell that Roman is starting to get into his own head because of the amount of power that he has and how power power hungry that he is and the greed that he has. Um, and I like it. And, and now Solo Sokoa is starting to, to, you know, to witness that like, oh, snap, like, you know, because the Usos are, are already starting to see it. Even like Jay and Jimmy, they're already starting to, they see the red flags in regards to Roman and what's really going on here now. And now yeah. you're, you may, the seeds have been planted where now even Solo Sokoa may be starting to see it. So I, I like that in that aspect. Um, but again, I just don't know why, bro. I know we've said this for weeks, but I have to keep saying it. Why does this need to involve him holding titles, bro? I just don't understand it. It, it just doesn't make sense, man, at, at all. Like Roman can just go take how many days he wants off. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm fine with that. It's just the fact that he's, he's holding these titles hostage when he doesn't need to. And he's, and he's not even defending his own fucking titles at this pay-per-view. He's just going after tag titles. Um, but outside of that, 
I just, I'm relieved that we're finally getting to this point. We should have gotten it a month ago, but at least we're finally getting there. So beggars maybe can't be choosers. I mean, we know that they're going to deliver. Um, and maybe finally this whole thing with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the bloodline can finally fucking end when it should have ended at Mania. Um, but yeah, look, I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance, man. Um, you know, again, I can bitch and moan and complain for the right reasons, may I add, about everything in WrestleMania. And you're, it's not going to be the last time you're going to hear me bitch and moan and complain <laughs> for the right reasons about that. But, you know... Again, at least we're finally getting to this moment, Brian. So that's, you yeah. know, again, beggars can't be choosers. So uh, your, your thoughts, Brian, in regards to that, uh, the backstage segment with Roman and the bloodline. Yeah, I thought, again, I mean, <laughs> when have we ever seen, you know, them in the backstage segments not deliver? Uh, it's it's just, it's automatic at this point. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, I, I like it. Um, I like the, the, the mistrust, the the red flags, you know, going on within the bloodline. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll see what, what happens at, uh, at, uh, the Saudi event. And, mm-hmm. and it, you know, really it's a lot of, it's going to happen on the, on the raw after the Saudi event, yeah. you know, at yeah. least the storyline aspect of it. So yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And I know we'll or I guess maybe the SmackDown afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And then the SmackDown is obviously they, they did do SmackDown, another SmackDown episode, which is going to be next week. It was, it's a pre, it's going to be a pre-taped show. Um, Cause of course they're going over to Saudi. So that show for next week is pre-taped. Um, yeah. Of course there was segments in regards, I believe there's a, going to be a Kevin Owens show segment with Roman Reigns and solo. Um, so we'll see how that escalates and everything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, beggars can't be choosers, Brian. We'll, you know, and, and here's the thing, too, in regards to us, you know, for people coming across this platform for the first time, even though we may not agree to something, again, for, for justified reasons, we'll always give something a chance in regards to how they can rebound and how they sure. can, you know, try to right their wrongs, if that makes sense. So if they can continue to, you know, you know, continue this, I guess you can say momentum um, in regards to the story that's being told within the bloodline, then, hey, you know, who who knows and, and, and how we feel in regards to after Night of Champions, but um, we shall soon find out. Yep. Up next, we have the Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly from NXT. This is their in-ring debut. Um, guys, I'm not going to bullshit. The crowd did not even budge out of their fucking seat when Pretty Deadly came out. And, and here's the thing, guys. Why are they facing the Brawling Brutes? I mean, if you want to tell a story with the Brawling Brutes, okay, fine. I mean, we have our thoughts, Brian, about the Brawling Brutes and how it's just, just very weird and everything and how they just don't feel that special at all. But if, if that's what they want to do, okay, fine. Why are they jumping straight into a fucking match? I don't understand the yeah. formula here. Like this is the it's it's like the weirdest formula of just telling one segment and you don't want to put any care and effort to it. Poof, let's just put the match on for next week. And there's a lot more of that shit um in regards to the second hour and and later on in the show we're going to get to that as well. But uh yeah, so pretty deadly versus the Brawling Brutes. Match time was around 6 to 7 minutes in length. 
Um, like I mentioned, the crowd is not, they, they don't give a fuck, which I kind of feared for pretty deadly. Cause they were going to, their, their gimmick to me is something that I don't think a lot of people, a lot it's of not fans not going to go gonna... over well in Columbia, South Carolina. That's for damn sure. Yeah, exactly. Columbia, South Carolina was just like, what the fuck am I watching here? Yeah. What are these two dudes and why the fuck should I care? Um, it was bad guys. I mean, go ba- again, go back and watch it for yourselves. Nobody moved. Nobody budged. Nobody get. It was crickets, dude. It, it was legit crickets, um, and it, it just sucks, man. And I knew that from the jump. As soon as there were rumors about making their main roster debut, um, it's. I just don't see anything in regards to booking wise how WWE, if they even give them the time of day, to make them feel special at all. Because I don't. Because right from the jump, I'm sure majority of fans don't even are not even on board with their characters or with their gimmick. So, but Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong in that regard, but um, they do win this match. Um, so Seamus is on commentary. The referee is distracted with Butch and pretty deadly wins the match via spilled milk. I believe it's the finisher's name. Um, it's like, <laughs> I think one of them, I forget, I forget their names, but one of them was tag was tied up in the ring ropes. And while the referee is distracted, um, they hit that tag team maneuver and they go on to win the match with the Brawling Brutes. So again, the Brawling Brutes just take a fucking loss just for no fucking reason. And I get it, guys. It's pretty Deadly's debut. They have to win. But can you can we come up with some more creative fucking way that everybody that everybody leaves in this situation actually like a star, like actually intrigued of wanting to see what happens next week with these fucking two teams. Can we fucking do that for fucking once? How many times do I need to see a team thrown with another fucking team and nothing gets accomplished because, okay, one person, one team or one person won, that's great. But then the others just look like schmucks and they lose within less than six to seven minutes. And I don't understand what gets accomplished. I just, I don't understand. If you want to tell a story with these two, great. Then don't put them in a fucking match the very next week, bro. It's that simple, man. Yeah. It's that com- It's just common sense and logic, dude. That's all I'm saying. Brian, your thoughts in regards to this tag match? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep this short. I mean, I, I don't have many thoughts <clears throat> regarding either team, to be honest. Um, uh, I mean, I was kind of a little, I mean... Like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, you know, as far as a debut, you want them to win. But I'm I'm a little surprised they gave them the win over the Brawling Brutes a little bit. Um, the only other thing than that, look, <laughs> like I had mentioned. They were uh, not going to lose their tag. The There's no way they were, you would have them lose their debut, though. There's no way. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you kind of also, in the back of your mind, you had to think the Brawling Brutes were going to take a pinfall, to be honest with you. Um and, and, sure. and, and I, I, just, I would like even be more styles, it just it, the brawling brutes are like i mean you might as well just dan, ban, you know disband them now like they just got their ass kicked by pretty deadly you know, <laughs> your name is no you're not no, oh no you're you're not wrong because like that but that's what i mean brian like it diminishes yeah. it, it doesn't do anybody any different it doesn't do anybody any good like the brawling brutes yeah. you're right they lose this match and they look like a bunch of schmucks they lost to a team called pretty deadly for fuck's sake i mean just right. look at their fucking attire you're telling me the tough brawling brutes just lost to this fucking team but but then with pretty deadly in the same regard like if they would lose this match they just also like who's going to take them exactly. seriously for losing their first right, match right. nothing like there it's a lose lose situation guys 
So yeah. yeah, so no, Brian, you're absolutely right in regards to that. So, uh, but yeah, continue. So, yeah, my only other comment is, is like you know we had our, I had mentioned like uh, you know Darby's finisher, the coffin drop, that it's in my opinion the worst. Uh, well, maybe I missed this in NXT, but spilled milk. That's the worst fucking name for a finisher. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Spilled milk. Yeah, when, your when Michael, yeah, that's when right, Michael man. Cole said that, I was like, oh, okay, that's an interesting name for a, yeah. for a finisher. But hey, listen, it's a tag team freaking it, it's a tag team finisher. I like when tag I like when teams use actual sure, moves sure. within their team. But yeah, the, I mean, the, yeah, move, the, name the is, move itself is a, is a decent move. It's yeah. It's just it's the just, name, it's the just name very silly. <laughs> it's just very silly. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, guys, I mean, what, what else is there really to say? Pretty deadly wins this match and that, that's it. It's a shame that the yeah. fallen roots just continue to look more like a bunch of fucking idiots, a bunch of fucking clowns. Um, yeah. it's just a lose, lose situation. We have to stop with this formula because if we keep doing this formula, Brian, nobody's going to feel special and n- nothing about your tag division is going to get any better. So yep. up next, Asuka. She's in her first match. This was her first match since WrestleMania, I want to say. Uh, yeah, she's in a match is. against Selena Vega. Uh, match time, guys, was under five minutes um, in length. Selena hits a 619, very ugly 619. Um, <laughs> Selena, I, I, I love you, but you, you got to you gotta le- just leave that to Rey Mysterio, uh, please. Because <laughs> she hit a good Meteora. And, she's, and like I said, yeah. she's a decent in-ring performer. But again, Selena... Leave that six one nine to to Ray and to Ray alone. The meteor and everything else she did very well, but that six one nine was just like, yeah, that that just don't ever do that again. <laughs> um, so yeah, women go counter for counter, move for move, and Asuka wins the match via an arm bar submission. So Selena Vegas tapping out within under five within under five minutes. The same woman, may I add, that just competed for a fucking title. Um, at Backlash for, against Rhea Ripley. And this same right. woman is now... And again, of course, you have to... Asuka, of course, has to win the match. Same like we talked about the tag match. Of course, Asuka needs to win. It's her first match back. Why against Selena Vega? Somebody fucking tell me why. Yeah. What What does it accomplish? Okay, great for Asuka. What about Selena Vega? If you're going to make her a babyface... Can you give can you give somewhat of a shit about her booking moving forward? If the plan is for her to fucking lose, then get fucking creative in where she still stays face at, at you know in some regard. I mean, yeah. there's no fucking effort here, dude. It, it just pisses me off. Yes, we love Asuka. It's awesome to see her look dominant, but you you could have had another fucking jobber from the state of fucking South Carolina out there against Asuka. I'm, not, I'm serious. It's just ridiculous how we keep doing this. And we wonder why the company is where they're at. Because you put your superstars out there looking like fucking idiots. So common sense and logic is going to tell you, well, shoot, I, how is this How is this woman going to you know, be a superstar? Like she just lost in under five minutes. Like how, how can I take her seriously? I mean, that's what a casual fan is saying to you, bro. Yeah. I mean, we know how good Selena Vega is. That's not my point. It, it's these other fans, like bringing fans, like casual fans, and their first image in regards to Selena Vega. This is the first time, I'm sure, a, a casual fan that's flipping through channels. They're coming across the show for the first time, and they see Selena Vega just fucking just lose instantly. Well, 
like, oh, like I don't really care about Selena. Well, Selena Vega looked like a chump. No, nothing to see there. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I just had, I'm sorry, Brian. I, I just had to throw that out there. I'm sorry, guys. It's just stuff like that just pisses me off. I can't. No, so, post, but post-match, um, Oscar refused to let go of the hold when Bianca Belair comes to the aid. She goes to, so Asuka then tries to, you know, he, she tries to you know, sneak up on Bianca. Bianca then turns her head. She catches Asuka entering the ring. They have a little bit of an exchange from the ring apron to the ring. She tries to spit mist in Bianca's face again, similar to a couple weeks ago, or actually just last week, I want to say. And But Bianca dodges her head at the last second, so not most or hardly any of the mist got into her face. Um, and that was pretty much, pretty much it. Asuka just walks up the ramp and Bianca just stares Asuka down from the ring. Um, and that's it. It was, I was actually fine with where this was going, Brian. And then the segment just stops with these two just staring in the ring. Can, can we get more creative than two individuals? Just, 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 you know, menacing menacingly staring at at each other's eyes like well, see, i think they i think they botched it i mean i think the ending was supposed to be her getting it in the eyes again yeah you know, it pro- probably yeah. so yeah um yeah. I, I don't yeah i don't know it was just I, but again but if that's but let's say if that was the case then i'm fine with like oh like you you try it was like like you know, Bianca would be like, oh, bitch, you legit try to freaking miss me in the eyes yeah, again. Sure. And you go after that bitch <laughs> and you, you right. develop some cool shit backstage. Maybe they brawl back. Like s- the segment just fucking ends. Yeah. Like keep like I don't understand. It's like their creative juices like Trip Triple H and everybody else backstage. It's like shit. We don't have anything else. So let's just have them stare at each other and just go to commercial. I I don't get it, Brian. I, I don't get it. And yeah, you're right. It did it did seem like it was a little bit botched. That seems like that that could have been the case. It wouldn't shock me if that is. Um, but even but I just I don't know, man. And Bianca and, and Oscar's gonna wrestle Bianca. She's gonna face her at Night of Champions to do what? To take another fucking L. So that's the thing too. You have her beat Selena Vega in less than five minutes to do what? To just lose to fucking Bianca in Saudi, like I don't, I don't get it. It's just, it's fucking, it's ridiculous. Brian, your thoughts, if you have any, in regards. Yeah, to that. I, I don't know. I got a lot of thoughts about this whole segment in yeah. general. Um, Where's your man? The match itself. I mean, the whole ending of the match was literally. If you go back and, and watch it back, it was the ending of the match that Zelina and Rhea had. She had the six one nine, the Meteora. Yeah, and then again in this match, like it, it seems like again like left. chemistry got <laughs> off, but like Oscar like started like just dominating her at that point. Yeah, and then wins the match. I mean, it was the same ending. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and and going going forward from that, like yeah, I, I think they, I think the ending was the segment was botched. I think you know, um, Belair was supposed to get like the whole mist in the eyes again. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, okay. Um, going forward, man, like, I, I don't see how you have. So, 
here's where I get into it. it's it's a combo thing. Like I, I don't know why WWE now is so obsessed with everybody that's holding a title having like the longest reign in whatever. Um, you know, they're doing it with Roman, they're doing it with Bianca, they're doing it with Gunter. Uh, I don't know. Um, the idea, like, and I, I don't know if they're just, you know what, you know what it is. Probably Belair has like the longest run. Cause yeah, you know, it's you like know what it is for horsewomen. Cause yeah. Uh, what's her name? Trish held it longer. Like, so right. I, what, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, that's weird. Um, I don't think like, how are you going to have Asuka lose to her twice? You know, so I I don't know. It just feels like okay, she hit her whatever you're you're calling it the record. Um, it's not. I I don't know why you're you're trying to do that in the first place, but whatever. She hit it. Uh, I mean, I think Oscar's got to win here, man. I, I how how are you going to have Oscar lose two pay per views? But I, I don't think you know. I, I don't trust and WWE if, yeah. to do that. Like right, and even if yeah. she wins, like is that going to be any bigger than what she should have gotten at Mania? So it's oh, like, no, oh yeah, she wins, not. but it's just like yeah. th- this should have happened at Mania. So it even sure. even that, yeah, great for Oscar. But we, I mean, again, we we don't. That shit's not going to happen. It, it's just not. She's going to Saudi to take another freaking L. Um, and it's <laughs> and it's a shame, dude. But here's the thing, yeah. and here's the thing, you know, going back to your, your statement about long title reigns lately, you know, I, I can kind of see what they're doing. It's just like, oh, like, you know, hey, we're, we're treating our champions special. They have long title reigns. You know, look at Bianca. She just reached over 400. Roman Reigns getting to 1,000. Here's Gunther with the IC title. See, you all, you all thought that we treat the IC title like garbage. Here's Gunther. But yet nothing about the reign is special. That, yeah. that, that's the see it's late it, it's lazy it's fucking lazy they're trying to pull the I wool over every more, more things about trisha's run that was what 15 20 years ago right than i can about bianca's right now exactly and it was long yeah. and bianca's has been longer and there's nothing hardly memorable about them what trish held it back in the day for fewer days no so, trish was longer back in the day like, or, yeah, she or, hasn't... or excuse me or excuse me for longer right um yeah. But but yeah, but still, excuse me. Um, it's it's just it's weird. I, man. I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> yeah. so weird because <laughs> and the whole idea that they're pushing it as like it's objectively false. Again, unless you want to start, unless you're saying like the modern era is post Trish and Lita, then okay. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Right, it's just because there's no substance within the rain. It's just like, oh, here's yeah. the, here's four hundred some odd days. Here's a thousand rain, but there's nothing. Are you ever going to remember? I mean, of course you're going to remember shit with Roman, but with Bianca yeah. and even Gunther, those two people, it's just like, oh, it's like we're not just pushing people just Roman. Here's Bianca and Gunther, but if everybody's smart enough to know, there's been nothing. The the title rain. And even for Gunther, I mean, yeah, Gunther, he had his moments with some title defenses. Gunther's had moments, had. but yeah, no great feuds or, Bianca, or anything yeah. like that. And yeah. Bianca's had moments as well, but there's not been a great feud that you're going to go back and remember years years from now. You're just not going right. to. That's the problem. So you can have Bianca hold on to that fucking championship however long you want. It doesn't matter. You know, and, and she's going to continue to hold that until Charlotte Flair comes back. And she wins that fucking title. 
I'm telling you guys. It's just, to- just for shits and giggles while we're talking about wrestling and longest title reigns, do you know who actually has the longest women's t- – well, the longest title reign in history? Uh, Fabulous Mula. She yeah. held it for like four years. That's right. Like yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. – you know who who gives it? it like is anybody going to hold it for 28 years no so who gives no. a shit who gives a fuck like no. come on man it's right and listen i'm all i'm all for long title reigns i'm 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 sure, down to sure. make titles prestigious but it's what you do with the championship right it's like, it's like again it's putting lipstick on a pig oh here's bianca with a freaking title but yet her title reign has been fucking garbage because yeah. you know it's not it's 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 like the old saying it's just like you know the title doesn't make the person. The person makes the title. And you got to put the person in the right situation for us as fans to give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. So, but yeah, so Asuka's going to go to Saudi. She's going to take another freaking L to Bianca for no reason. Just for Bianca c- to continue her reign and for, for Charlotte Flair to come on her on her white horse and everything as the, you know, as the, the dominant female wrestler in the world, in, you know, the rest, the biggest wrestler in the world today, the best female wrestler in the world today, fucking my ass and take that title from Bianca. It's, it's only a matter of time. It could be freaking SummerSlam. It could be it, it's guys. It's going to happen. I, I bet my fucking life savings on it. It's going to happen. I, I can see it from a mile away. If it's, if you, if you, if, if it happens, do not be shocked. That's all I'm going to say. Um, up next, going into hour number two, we have uh, Grayson Waller hosting the Grayson Waller Effect, his uh, his uh, you know TV show or whatever, um, or is you know hosting a show that he does over in NXT, bring, bringing it for the first time over to SmackDown with a special guest, AJ Styles. Um, so they talk about the World Heavyweight Championship, and AJ Styles talks about his time away with his injury. And how he's worked very hard to get back, you know, you know, back into in ring, in ring shape and everything else. Grayson Waller, you know, he's like expressing his excitement about the match, and then he does his best ring announcing impression. He's like, "And new world heavyweight champion, Seth freaking Rollins." And then he, and then that's when AJ Styles is like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" And guys, I'm not shitting you. I'm not bullshitting you. They stare into each other's eyes menacingly, and that's the segment. Guys, that, that, that's yeah. legit it. I, I, they, they stared at each other for a good 30 seconds, and we cut to backstage. If you watch NXT, um, and I like the setting for, for Grayson Waller. I like how they kept everything in that whole theme in regards to the Waller effect. It's kind of pretty much the same type of setting and visual as it was in NXT. So I'm glad they didn't really change shit in regards to that. But I mean, AJ Styles and Grayson Waller in a feud again, take my freaking money. That would be fucking good. I mean, as much as we would love to see AJ Styles hold on to a world title because he is deserving, but man, but just a feud between him and Grayson Waller and you book it properly. Dude, that's you know that is legit. That that could be that that could be really good. There's potential there, but you just have them stare into each other's face. Again, it's just like you're writing up a script. It's like okay, they stare at each other's face, and what else do we got? 
Uh, no, nothing, guys. There's nothing else. Okay, just have them stare at each other's face, and we'll just go to commercial. It was just. It's just so weird. It comes yeah. across so weird. They they have this intense moment, and then it just like the music just plays. You think like I just I don't understand. And what does this get anything accomplished in regards to so, Brian? Yeah. It's just it just it just still seems very weird. Um, but I'll say a little bit more about Grayson Waller because I think there's a lot of potential in this dude. Uh, but yeah, my man, your thoughts in regards to this uh, this Grayson Waller effects segment with AJ Styles? I thought the segment itself was just kind of flat. Yeah, it just it wasn't entertaining really at all. Um, no, it was. No. Could the you know the, imagine a feud? Sure, but I mean, just the segment it it, it was boring to me, man. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, and 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 later on, just not to to and this is again kind of why I go back to you know maybe AJ could win again. Not that it would make sense concerning the draft or the OC or whatever, but. Uh, here in a couple other segments, like Karrion Cross is going to, you know, challenge AJ. So right now you got Grayson Waller and Karrion Cross challenging AJ, who I, I don't know why are two different individuals. Oh, like, I'm going to get. Oh, I'm going to get just, to that. It, shit yeah, too. it's weird. Oh so, my god. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe AJ wins the title, and then you know Grayson and Karrion have a thing, or I, I don't I, know. Oh, man. I'm going to get. Um, I'm going to get to that. Just. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, because that's another whole what the fuck. Uh, seriously, not yeah. the, not the not the fact that you could get a, a feud between Styles and Cross, because that as well sure. is in regards to Grayson yeah. Waller could be fucking or awesome. or even Cross and Waller. Yeah, like any combination could work. Um, it's just as of right now, the, the, again, the, the gaps in logic. There, there's just too many gaps there's, in yeah, logic. There's, there's that, no like, logic and there's no common sense. Yeah, and again, you can think, you know. You know, Triple H talking about, you know, freaking about a hard brand split and about, oh, this this title is going to go over to Raw. And now you have SmackDown and everything is just a clusterfuck, man. Yeah, it really is. Um, just everything about this World Heavyweight Championship. We spoke about this for weeks. Just doesn't make freaking sense. Um, it's a consolation prize at the end of the day. Can they make it yep. prestigious in this in, in the foreseeable future? Sure. But we know what this World Heavyweight Championship is. And until then, that's all it's going to be in regards to, you know, people like me and you and a lot of other fans yeah. um, in regards to that. So um, up next, we have the Street Profits versus L.A. Knight. Yeah. And Rick Boogs. So, yeah, guys, L.A. Knight and Rick Boogs are just in a in a tag team. At first, I was like, OK, why are we doing this to L.A. Knight? Why are we putting him into a team? That was my first initial reaction um, I think they were in some type of um, segment on WWE.com or like an interview with uh, yeah, Boobs and LA Knight. I'm like, is this really what the fuck we're doing with LA Knight? Um, however, you know, and, and we'll speak a lot more about that in the end of this match. But the Street Profits, um, you know, they're facing the Street Profits. Match time and length was four minutes. Rick, Rick Boobs is shoulder pressing Montez Ford and he's booging out. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just I, I know it's this. I know there's a lot of people that I'm sure will come across Rick Boogs and doing that shit. I don't know. I just freaking laughed. I thought him screaming on Boogan. I just I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. Uh, it was freaking Rick Boogs. It's freaking weird. Um, but yeah, LA Knight tags in, guys. 
crowd immediately pops. I don't know if you heard that, Brian. The, the crowd immediately fucking popped when this dude tagged in. I'm like, does does the company not hear this shit? Right. I, I pray to God and hope that there is plans for this dude. At least that's what I'm hearing as well. There's major plans to give a big push for LA Knight. Freaking, hey, you know, I'll believe it when I freaking see it because right. nothing in regards to what LA Knight has been doing ever since the Bray Wyatt feud is giving me to believe such. So I'll believe yeah. it when I see it. Um, but it's just, but I just, I just hope they fucking hear that. And the megastar is what they call him, LA Knight. Yeah. Right. And, and I just hope they hear that and they just give this dude a rocket. Not, not saying about giving him a title, but just give him a feud. And maybe this feud you know, in, is in regards to Rick Boogs as after the match or during the match, they lost the match, by the way, in, in regards to a from the heavens frog splash. So the Street Profits win and give it a give it time, guys, like the Street Profits, they're winning matches, but give it time. They're going to also be fucking stale in the next couple of weeks and fans are going to, you know, they're going to turn on them. They as were well stale and, already. And they're, yeah, they're, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's just. So you put yeah. them on SmackDown, okay? Yeah, but I'm saying like you know the fact that they're on Smack, it's like the you know the draft as of right now, like they. But yeah, I mean everybody yeah. knows like within the next couple of weeks. But yeah, you're not wrong. Like within now, people can still look at the Street Profits and just be like, okay, it's like enough. Like Montez Ford, just have him go on his own. Like enough with this fucking team. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. so after the match, LA Knight just drops Rick Boog. So, um, so that tag team was short lived. <laughs> um, and LA Knight walks off and Boogs is like pissed as he's like, you know, he's, he's got a pissed look on his face as he's lying, you know, as LA Knight is, you know, dropped him where he stood in the middle of the ring. Um, and that's it. So, so yeah, so maybe again, again, maybe just I, I, not trying to lower my bar or anything, but maybe this is the start of something for LA Knight. You put him in a little mini feud with Boogs. Is that going to get anybody that invested? I don't know. Probably not because I don't think they're going to give it the time of day anyway. Um, but yeah, guys, just like, but if that's the case, then hey, you know, because I mean, look, Rick Boogs, I mean, say what, I mean, fans can say what they want about Rick Boogs. I think that, you know, his booging out shit is kind of funny. Um, again, maybe that's a personal preference. I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean, just start, just start giving this dude W's, man. Just give this dude momentum. Eventually, put this dude in a really big feud, like a really longevity type of a feud that's captivating, that's intriguing, and just give this dude momentum. Maybe this is the start of it, Brian. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that's just my take in regards to that. Um, it's just, but again, it's just like Boogs gets dropped, and he's just heavily staring into freaking LA night from the ring. Like he, he hardly even sell the freaking move. I mean, yeah, he's holding the back of his head, but I don't know. It's just, yeah. I want to get on board with it in regards to boobs, but my gut is also telling me that it's not, it's, I don't know. It's just not going to end. Well, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It remains to be seen. I don't know. Uh, Brian, your thoughts in regards to this tag match. Yeah, I wasn't interested I, much of the match. I mean, I, I, uh, Boogs and, and LA Knight as a tag, uh, that was a ridiculous pairing. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess they could get, do a little mini feud here, but the, I, I don't think LA Knight feuding with Rick Boogs is, does anything for LA Knight. No, um, no. And, then that, and that's, that's why I'm like, you know, 
I want to get on board with it, but then with Rick Boogs, like I mentioned, is it going to do anything for anybody? The answer's yeah. the answer's probably no. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yep. So yeah, I, I, that's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, I mean, I, I think they're they they've dropped the ball with LA Knight for for months now. Um, I mean, g- great that you you're you know kind of obviously building you know had a little him turn on his tag partner so. Obviously, you're going to build some little type of story, but I'm sorry, Rick Boogs just ain't it right now. Um, no, yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, the guy was in the. I mean, both of these people were in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That just tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, Carrying Cross targets AJ Styles in a vignette type of a promo. So, and guys, I'm not bullshitting. They're having the match next week. Brian, just yeah. before I blow a fucking gasket, just your thoughts about it, man. Just. Go ahead. Your thoughts yeah, about I, I don't know. Like I said, um, you know, just oh, the whole thing with AJ Styles. So already, I mean, the, his his return, the return of the OC. And now you got Grayson Waller and Karrion Cross challenging him, but he's challenging Rollins for it. Just again, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense, man. <laughs> it's just, guys, look. If you want a feud between Karrion Cross and Styles, like I said with Grayson Waller, I am on board. That is fucking good shit that I can watch. Karrion sure. Cross and Styles, are you kidding me? But because so, Karrion Cross again is going to do what? He's going to take a fucking L next week because Styles has a world title match. So what is that doing for Cross? Yeah. And people want to, and people are, are are baffled, like you know why fans are not behind Carrying Cross right now. Why fans are also turning on Carrying Cross because of shit like this that pisses me off. For sure. I mean, can we get some common sense and logic in this fucking company? I mean, holy shit, man! You you have Styles going after a title. He he has the shtick with freaking with Grayson Waller. We don't know what the situation is with that. He's facing Rollins. He's now Cross is targeting him. He's already having a match with him next week. What the fuck, man? God damn it. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Um, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn in a 60-second squash match via a gory bomb. I believe that's what they For call the NXT tag team. titles. Holding the NXT, just some more baffling shit. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They're probably, I've been hearing something about a unification with the titles or something. I don't know, man. Um, but, but outside of that, I want to get into Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. I thank you. So here's the thing. Thank you, WWE for fun. Here, here's a, here's a cheer. Second squash match was that so hard? You, why couldn't you done this for for Oscar? Why couldn't you do this for freaking Pretty Deadly? I don't get it. You do it for, for for these two women, but then you throw other superstars with these other NXT debuts or these returning superstars. So so they acknowledge that they need squash matches. Again, just it again, it's yeah. just baffling. But again, outside of that, um, awesome stuff. This is what you do for an, an, an upcoming NXT team or a talent or whatever it is. This is how you book them. You book them strong, 
you have jobber A and jobber B take do the freaking job in 60 seconds. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn look like freaking superstars. And that's how you book freaking, that's how you book your talent. It's as simple as that. And you build them momentum from there. It's not that hard, guys. It's really yeah. not. Nobody from your fucking roster has to take an L and everybody wins. Do they book Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, you know, relevance? And do they continue their momentum? Remains to be seen. It's already weird because, like you mentioned, Brian, they're holding on to NXT women's titles. So that is already a red, a red flag. So, mm-hmm. But the 60-second squash, freaking loved it. I'd rather see them, a, a team, whether it's making a debut or a return, do that and have substance behind it than throwing Superstar A and Superstar B into a fucking match where it's a lose-lose situation. Every yeah. single time I will fucking take this. So I know it's a small minor detail that maybe not be so minor, but guys in professional wrestling, it is fucking needed. So uh, Brian, your thoughts in regards to this squash match with Alba fire and Isla Dawn in their NX or in their uh, main roster debut. Yeah. I didn't mind that either. You know, having to, having to be in a squash match, you know, cool. Um, it's just the NX title NXT title thing. Like it just, why are they still holding on to it? Why are they defending them on SmackDown or Raw or anything other than NXT? Like, eh, I don't know, man. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see where they go from here. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm interested in both of them. Um, I saw a little bit of them down in NXT, not much. Uh, so I mean, they there's some there's some interest there. You know, I want to see more about their characters, but. Fuck, man! Get the belts off of them somehow. Like, right? They're SmackDown now. Make them be fucking SmackDown. Right? Right. They don't. They don't need these titles. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah, it's just freaking odd. But yeah. Speaking of women's tag titles, um, your current uh, WWE tag champs, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, had to vacate the titles due to a injury from Liv Morgan. Now we were speculating about how severe this injury was and how much of yeah. does it play along with storyline and stuff like that. But clearly this is a serious injury in regards to Liv Morgan as now the tag titles have been vacated. And now there's already in regards to, I saw, and I, I came across this uh, it, th- about a fatal four way match. So they're going to crown new champions um, Monday, the 29th. Um, you know, crowning new champions. And I believe it involves obviously damage control, Bailey and, and EO Sky, because Dakota Kai as well is also injured. She was, mm-hmm. she was also injured in that match last week uh, with Liv Morgan. Um, of course, Raquel Rodriguez and now a new tag partner. So again, let's just find another f- irrelevant freaking superstar in your women's division just to be thrown with Raquel. Um, and I think Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville are a part of that and yeah. some other team that I'm, I'm forgetting. So well, yeah. the other one is, is Rhonda and uh, Basil. Rhonda and Shayna Basil. That's right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Rhonda and Shayna, Sonya Deville and Chelsea, Raquel and a mystery partner. Um, and yeah, so it's just guys, I don't, I mean, you would think that Rhonda and Shayna are going to win that or are going to win the match. 
Um, right. we, we've, we've been knowing this, that all of this has been leading to once they come back, Ronda and Shayna to take those, uh, to take those women's tag titles. Um, you know, but instead of having them on a SmackDown, uh, match or a match on raw, they're just going to now just win the titles in a vacated, um, championship fatal four way. So, um, Look, and here's the thing about Ronda and Shayna. I actually don't mind the pairing. I know that that's a, also a very unpopular thing to say, but the way that they were, how they came across on Monday Night Raw, you know, they, I mean, Ronda actually wasn't too bad on the microphone. She only said a few lines. That's all she needs to say. And they actually felt like a dominant freaking team. And you build off of that. Um, so, and if, and listen, you know, throw i mean listen i guess if you want to make the the women's tag titles somewhat relevant you know i'm trying to <laughs> i said this again about becky lynch and lita how maybe there could be ways that you can build a women's tag division if you put them on ronda and shayna not saying it's going to solve any solve everything but the tandem works i mean yeah. i mean what else are you going to do especially with shayna baszler you know with with her and Ronda Rousey, it's it's a it's a badass pairing, and it could work. It has potential, and and you know what? If that's what they want to do, I think it's pretty freaking solid. They were going to get these titles regardless. We know that. We obviously saw this coming. So if that's what they want to do, then hey, I'm on board with it. Put the straps on them, make them freaking meaningful, give them good good freaking booking, put them in good spots where they're not overly exposed, and that's it. So Brian, your thoughts in regards to all that. Yeah, I mean, this, I, I don't know at this point. I mean, it, you know, they, they were going to win it at the last pay-per-view until Shayna got hurt, and now Liv is hurt, and Dakota's hurt. So, whatever, is if this is how you get the titles on Ronda and Shayna, so be it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. That's a, it's a good tag team, a dominant tag team. Um, I think they can deliver. I hope they deliver. Um, I guess it, there's sure it'll be somewhat interesting. I mean, hopefully it's some somebody of some substance that's going to be the mystery partner. So, yeah, you know, I, yeah, a little bit of intrigue in that. But yeah, I I expect um, Shayna and Ronda to win these titles, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Up next, uh, Austin Theory, United States champion. He hits the ring. Theory says some words. Again, you can tell that there's piped in crowd noise because there's crowd noise and nobody's freaking moving in the crowd. It's, it, it's just, I feel bad for the kid, Brian. I really do. It's just like this dude's trying his hardest to get some heel. He keeps referencing John Cena and, and nothing's working, guys. It, it, it's just, it's sad. It really is sad. But yeah. uh, Seamus eventually hits the ring. Um, his music hits. You know, they stare down at one another. He reaches for the microphone, but instead just hits Austin Theory with a broad kick. Sheamus walks off, and the segment ends as next week Sheamus is going to face Austin Theory <laughs> for the United States Championship. Oh my fucking god! Uh, Brian, just go yeah, ahead. I, don't I, know, I have no man. words. I mean, bro. The, yeah, the whole promo was flat again, boring, nothing, nothing there. It was very um, flat. Oh my god, man. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, I, and just... I, I imagine, I, I guess Sheamus is going to take the L here because maybe a DQ finish or something. But could be a DQ finish. Austin Theory can just win the match. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Yeah. I just. 
that that, that repackaging Austin's repackaged character is really fucking working for him, isn't it, Brian? Because because you know him looking like a fucking idiot when he cashed in the briefcase, and now oh the repackage he's going to be repackaged. Triple H is going to be he's going to repackage him. He's going to be a brand new vicious Austin Theory, better than ever. Yeah, how's that fucking working out? Right. Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, AJ or excuse me, Sheamus and Austin Theory next week for the title. So just like that, in the snap of a finger, you're getting a fucking title match. So just just to have a title match, just to get some cheap pop in the fucking rating, it's just it's bullshit. I can go on for hours, but I'm not going to waste my breath because it's 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 not even worth my fucking time. Main event: um, the Usos versus Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Uh, Rey Mysterio goes for a six one nine. Jimmy Uso. Hits a super kick, followed by a Uso splash from Jay Uso. Rey Mysterio kicks out at two and nine tenths. Um, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn get involved. They distract the referee. I believe it was Owens that distracted the ref from the rampway. Um, yeah. Sami Zayn um, tossed Jimmy Uso as they were going for a double splash uh, from the corner of the ring. Ro- the corner of the ring ropes. Um, you know, Jimmy or excuse me, Sami Zayn pushes Jimmy off of the top rope. So that slight distraction as well as the interference um, causes um, Rey Mysterio to hit the 619, followed by a splash from Escobar from the top rope, pinning Jimmy Uso as LWO picks up the W over the Usos. Roman Reigns is not happy backstage. He's shaking his head. Solo goes to get up out of his seat as they're both sitting in the locker room watching the match. He goes to get up, and then Roman Reigns stops him i don't know what he said he he whispered something to him i don't remember what recalled what was said um but he kind of puts his hand down because i I would assume that solo was going to come to the aid to check up on the usos from the ring um but roman kind of stops him um says like no just hey just stay right here or whatever um and you get that little last visual as smackdown goes off the air brian i'll have you start man your thoughts on this main event um yeah, good match. Um, Solid tag again, match. The, I, the Usos, <laughs> I mean, it's the Usos. Uh, yeah, the Usos taking the L here. I mean, I like it because of the storyline purposes. Um, yeah. Yeah, See, so yeah. it's... I mean, shit. Like, it, it feels like... I mean, here we are, James. You know, two, three, four months later, right? Like, it just... Even with, you know, the disappointment of Mania... What is still the best thing in WWE right now? The Usos, Roman Reigns, yeah, Cody. Uh, it, it, so it's still uh, Cody's still debatable the with the whole feud with Brock. I mean, the Brock feud has kind of diminished him, but no, but no, I hear where you're coming from. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so yes, I I I do like this, you know, story within the bloodline. Um, and at some point, like, look, I mean, we, we can't go back in time and, and change, you know, it is what it is. And now you got to, you got to yeah. pick up and, and move the story forward. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that aspect, um, I'm on board with it. Um, I, I think it's good. Um, and I think the payoff is going to be good. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the payoff I expect will be much better than Cody and, and Roman. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, we'll see. So, um, yeah. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, and just just to kind of and to make this short and simple, as we're gonna also get into our top five list in just a second. Um, yeah, I mean, look, and let's see. This is this is how you have us have superstars take a loss 
and it does nothing that harms them because of the situation that they're in with the bloodline as a whole. You know, they take the loss, but there's substance of how you can build that moving forward into the story. So the Usos taking the loss does not, I don't think it hurts them at all. And LWO gets a freaking W. How many times have we seen the LWO take massive fucking L's? So it was actually cool to see LWO get a freaking W, seriously. Um, But yeah, you know, I'm, again, Brian, and you're, you're not wrong in regards to, you know, we can bitch and moan about what should have happened at Mania and for justified reasons. But at least we're starting to finally get to that point where we're starting a new, I guess, somewhat of a new chapter with the bloodline as a whole, where Roman Reigns seems like he's just, you know, setting himself up to pretty much just tear the bloodline down with, you know, within sure. or just from himself, because it seems like he can't trust the Usos. And even Solo Sokoa, like I mentioned at the top of the show, is starting to kind of see where Roman's allegiance lies, which is just himself. So yeah, there's, 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 there's seeds that are planted again. We should have gotten it a month ago, but beggars can't be choosers. Roman Reigns doesn't need to be holding onto these titles. You can have Cody just be defending his championships against people like Brock Lesnar, but here we are. Um, And at least we're at least getting there. And here's the thing too, Brian, and I'm going to end it with this. If you ever wanted to do a schmaz or a fatal four-way, you I would love to see something like the Uso, Solo, and Roman in a fatal four-way as a big cultivating sure. freaking uh, ending to a to a story. Have all four of these in a fatal four-way? Why not? Yeah, you know? why not? You, you can, I mean, they're all going to tell the story. We know that. Because, I mean, what else would the yeah. story be unless there's – Maybe it'll be a tag between – I've been hearing also about a tag between the Usos against Roman and Solo whenever that turn officially happens. And I then think maybe that's you, how they're going to do it because I, I, think, yeah. I think the Usos are going to stay together. They'll, they'll stay a tag, I, I hope. Yeah, they'll prob- and that's that's probably what the case is, yeah. Uh, yeah. But hey, a fatal four-way too because you can also tell us again. Because like, Jimmy and Jay, like they've just been doing so freaking well. It just sucks that they're being a part of this story where they're just doing the same fucking shit every week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Fatal 4-Way or a tag, um, it seems like that would be the reasonable way to go in regards to ending this once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, or who knows what happens after that uh, remains to be seen. But yeah, you know, we, we shall see. And I like the fact that they're starting to bring Solo Sokoa into this and maybe the fact that, oh... You know, now he's starting, you know, we bumped into him earlier in the night and everything and everything else that happened in the opening segment. So, so yeah, um, not a terrible, well, decent ending to the show. Mm -hmm. Um, It was okay. Outside of that in the opening segment, guys, this show was flat and it sucked. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. I mean, you have logic and common sense has gone out the fucking window with everything in regards to Styles, the World Heavyweight title, Karrion Cross, Austin Theory and Sheamus just getting a title match. Everybody, Superstar A and Superstar B just throwing into matches. All these feuds getting nothing accomplished because they're because WWE just loves to do nothing but just have Superstar A and Superstar B just stare at each other for 30 seconds. But, you know, and this is what I mean too about pay-per-views. It's like, 
it's kind of also hard to tell a story when you only have like a month of build, you know, and well, you know, this, we've got, uh, yeah, well, this one in particular, what's it, two and a half weeks, three, yeah, maybe. Ex exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so next week's uh, SmackDown, that will be a taping. So they did SmackDown tapings once the show went off the air. Um, since of course, next week they're going to be in Saudi. So that'll be uh, tapings for that same venue for next week. So, but yeah, where this situation goes remains to be seen. And everything else is just getting the short end of the stick week after week after week. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, let us finally get into our top five list of the week. We will try to make this as short as simple for everybody out there. Um, Brian Thomas will give his top five list first, as well as his honorable mentions, as well as my top five and my honorable mentions, just to give a little bit of the rules. Of course, every superstar manager from WWE, uh, AEW, New Japan, TNA, uh, or Impact Wrestling, I should say, as well as NXT, everybody is free game in regards to this list. One week it could be one week, and then the next week the list could be wholly could be completely different. So these lists are always week to week basis. Uh, we have fun with it and everything in that regard. So. Uh, yeah, let's not waste any time, Brian. Your your uh, your top five list and your honorable mentions, my man. Take it away. Yeah. So for my honorable mentions, um, I just got a few here. Um, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes um, still continuing a, a, a great free feud over at NXT. Um, and Asuka, I I, I like. Um, you know, her back in more of a heelish character. Like, if you remember the lead up to Mania, she was more like trying to be friends or like have Bel Air's back, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so I like this where she's she's coming at Bel Air. Again, I spoke about it earlier. I just hope, I hope she's not losing twice, you know, to, to Bel Air at a pay per view. Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see where we go from, with that. But. Uh, I, I hope they, they give her a run finally. Uh, but getting him to, to my top five, uh, my number five, I'm going to go with Double J and Jay Lethal. Um, I think they were in a great segment with FTR, um, and, and they've been one of the better, in one of the, the better segments uh, in the last few weeks. Um, and on this particular week, you know, they, they came out on the, on the good end of it, you know, with, uh, smashing the guitars over Dax and Cash. So I'll, I'll give them uh, my number five. Um, number four for me is going to be Sammy Guevara. Um, again, you know, I'm making these lists on just who I see, you know, am I necessarily on board with Sammy Guevara? Not really, but you can see the way a AEW is going with him where, I mean, he had the babyface promo, um, he won a squash match and then pretty much caved, came out to save the day um, with Jungle Boy and um, Darby. So uh, they're they're obviously really, really pushing him. Um, my number three uh, is going to be Roman Reigns. Um, you know, he he's, was at least there for, for this Friday and, <laughs> you know, was the best fucking part of the show, man. I mean, you, you can't, you can't deny it. Uh, yeah, you know he's he's money. Um, so yeah, uh, he he's number three for me. Number two for me is the elite. Um, 
their storyline with the BCC and the whole Don Callis and uh, Hangman Page returning now to join the elite. Um, I expect that to be a, a really good feud throughout yeah, most of the summer, I guess. Uh, and my number one is going to be the BCC. Um, they are are the most dominant faction in, in well, I, I guess you still got to give it to the bloodline, I guess, overall. But uh, I think they're on their way, overall bro. faction right now, they're they, on their they way. are the strongest in wrestling. Yeah, they're on that? their way, dude. I said they're on their way. They are yeah, on their way yeah. to BCC. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my top five. Um, number five, J, uh, Double J, and Lethal. Number four, Sammy Guevara. Number three, Roman Reigns. Number two, the Elite, and number one, the BCC. Very nice, very, very, very nice list indeed. And now it is time to get into my honorable mentions as well as my top five. I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to dive straight into this thing. So my first honorable mentions, I should say, from NXT, um, I have two of them from NXT. I have another one from NXT as well, but I'll start with these first two. That is Dijak and Ilya Dragunov. Um, they were in a kick-ass freaking segment yeah. on NXT. It kind of was definitely like movie type of feels. Um, very, very, just very, um, again, just hard to put the words into it, man. Just a really kick-ass, badass segment. Um, the visual and how Dragonoff comes across as well as Dijak. Again, just it's hard to explain the segment. Just guys, go check it out for yourselves. It was that freaking good. It was like it was a vignette type of a segment. Um, like I said, you get movie type of feels and everything in regards to NXT. Like I said, man, NXT, for those of you who don't watch, man, you guys gotta go check them out. They do a lot of consistent shit over on Tuesday night. So make sure you check them out. Speaking of NXT, I will mention the other my other um, NXT superstar in this honorable mention, uh, that is Braun Breaker. Uh, Braun Breaker continues to kill this kill this heel role. Um, hopefully his momentum continues. His stuff with Carmelo Hayes has been tremendous. I mean, I love how the physicality and the substance of the character makes the physicality that much more gruesome and that much more just badass, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Braun Breaker continues to really kill it. And hopefully by the time he does get to the main roster, um, we have the same type of vibes for Braun Breaker because there is tremendous potential, um, with this character and with this dude alone. Um, my next honorable mention is Asuka. Um, Asuka, like you mentioned, Brian, um, you know, you mentioned, of course, like in WrestleMania, we won't, we weren't really sure of where, if she was a heel or if she was a baby face. So even though the character was badass, she was, she has been in these honorable mentions and in these top fives in the past, but now you're starting to really see that true full heel in Asuka. And right. it is, and even though it sucks that she's going to go to Saudi just to take a massive fucking L, um, it, it's just, it really does suck. But at least for this week that she legit looked freaking badass the whole mist and her visual the clown makeup and shit i just love that mm -hmm. freaking visual even though they want to book her like they just don't want to give the freaking rocket to this freaking woman uh but she still comes up with ways to to make me just continue to you know you know tell myself why i love this freaking woman and why oscar is just that damn good um so oscar deserves her praise and how she won the match against selena and after the match and the clown makeup and the mist, um, you know, even though it's been, it could be booked completely different. 
Um, you know, we, I spoke heavily about that not too long ago in this review, but, um, but yeah, but in regards with Asuka, um, you know, you're starting to see that full heel turn come full suit and it's awesome to see, you know, but yep. again, hopefully at night of champions or after night of champions, we can have that same feel, but we'll see. Uh, my final honorable mention is Chris Jericho and the shit that he did in that false count anywhere match against Roderick strong. I thought it was extremely entertaining um and the stuff that he's that he has going on with adam cole does have tremendous potential um yeah i, I think chris jericho did it yeah i mean and especially at, the, at his age man doing the shit that he's doing in these matches i'm sorry brian it's impressive bro it really is like chris jericho to me even at his age still legit feels like chris jericho um and i think this is the first time i've i've actually have listed Chris Jericho, either in a top five or an honorable mention. So this is the first for Chris Jericho yeah. and rightfully so in regards to this yep. match that he had with Roderick Strong this week. All right. So now it is time to get to my actual top five itself. Number five, Brian, I'm with you. I have Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal at number five. Um, you know, I'm in the same boat as you, man. This The way that this feud is going on with, with FTR, I've been getting more on board with it by the day and by the week the segment that they had in, involving Karen <laughs> freaking Jeff Jarrett's wife was pretty solid. Um, so that was pretty awesome as well. And FTR actually feels like a legit tag team um, and finally being treated as such on dynamite television. So that's awesome to see as well. And then number four, I have the elite, um, the elite, you know, hangman, um, the bucks, Omega, the whole gang. Um, and just the situation that they're in with the Blackpool Combat Club, as well as Don Callis. It's arguably the hottest thing in AEW outside of MJF. So really solid work there. Don Callis, guys. Don Callis is my number three um, in this top <laughs> yeah. five. Now, I know he wasn't heavily, you know, mentioned. Well, not mentioned, but like used in AEW this past Wednesday. But it was the suspense leading up to what does he have to say why did he turn on on Kenny Omega? It's little things like that, that even though, yes, he didn't say a whole lot, but it was the interest leading up to it. And I think that in itself of how invested people are just in Don Callis alone and what he has to say shows you how, you know, the situation that he, the situation that he is in revolves around him. And it's pretty fucking epic, man. So props yeah. to Don Callis and, in feeling as such and for Tony Khan booking him as such. So, and number two, I have the bloodline. Uh, we mentioned just earlier about the bloodline, then, you know, the fact that we're finally getting to that chapter in the bloodline crumbling from within. And obviously, you know, of course about Roman reigns of how, you know, his greed and how his hunger for power is really the main reason that the bloodline is going to come to an end and you see the seeds are being planted. The Usos doing their part. Solo's doing his part. And it doesn't have to say a fucking word and, and Roman Reigns just being Roman Reigns. Um, and it sucks that I always have to, I always have to be somewhat negative about his situation about holding the titles because again, he go, he comes back onto the show and he does shit like he did last night. And it's so fucking good, man. I mean, everything about his delivery and the way he tells a story is fucking awesome. And, but everybody in the bloodline deserves their props this week as we finally, Brian, finally we're getting to that chapter. Uh, what happens after that, after Night of Champions, remains to be seen. But for this week, 
there was some intrigue. There was finally some semblance of lot of common sense and logic in regards to everything there. So the bloodline is number two for this week. And number one, guys, at number one for my top five is... The Blackpool Combat Club. So, Brian, I am with you for this week, man. The Blackpool Combat Club continue by the day, by the week, by the month to just feel so freaking special as a group. Um, Just the group itself just makes sense. Everybody in the group just makes sense to be a part of one another. Um, And just feeling like a dominant faction. You don't feel you don't feel that certain type of way with people like like the Brawling Brutes or even the O.C., over in WWE. And now you're finally seeing that as a heel, as a heel tandem. Um, And also the ideas that, you know, can follow suit long-term, you know, does Don Callis align himself with the BCC? Does Takeshka get involved? Like, you know, who knows, but it's, it's that intrigue is why the Blackpool combat club have been so special Moxley and Danielson at, at the helm. And these dudes legit feel freaking badass. And this is how you should have been booking the Blackpool Combat Club since day one. But, you know, like we said about the Bloodline storyline, beggars can't be choosers. We're getting it. And, you know, anarchy in the arena, I'm sure, is going to be freaking badass for next week as we're going to talk a lot more about that as well. So that is my top five. And number five, I have both Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. At number four, I have The Elite. At number three, I have Don Callis. At number two, I have the Bloodline. And at number one, I have the Blackpool Combat Club. Really took, really took uh, full control for this week. But hey, mm-hmm. it's all for the justified reasons. So thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Ruthless Talk. This was, I want to say, episode 15 of season two. As this season just feels like it's just flying. Time is just flying, Brian. It's insane. Yeah. Um, as you know, again, we want to thank everybody for, for always tuning in for watching, whether you're on Spotify or Apple podcasts, we appreciate you tuning into this episode as well as, you know, previous episodes and future episodes to come. Um, of course, make sure you follow us on our social medias that, uh, on our Facebook group, uh, we're well over 60 members of 65 plus members over there, as well as Instagram and TikTok. that is ruthless underscore talk. We create a lot of fun content over there as well. And yeah, man, just continue to spread the word, continue to, uh, you know, to join, you know, join the community and, um, you know, continue to also, you know, stay tuned for more content, man. You know, we're not going anywhere. There's going to be a lot of good stuff, a lot of good juicy stuff for, you know, upcoming pay-per-views. And yeah, man, we're going to talk all about it and have fun doing it. So Brian, your final thoughts before we end this. Yeah. I mean, overall, this, this was, a again, just, um, outside of the bloodline, a, a lackluster show, which has kind of been the MO for, for WWE coming off of WrestleMania. But, um, yeah, like you said, a lot of pay-per-views coming up. So, you know, shit always happens. Shit always goes down at, at a pay-per-view, man. So it should definitely be an interesting weekend next weekend. Absolutely. Sure. And make sure you guys stay tuned as we will give an update in regards to when we do review those pay-per-views, uh, AW Double or Nothing, um, as well as uh, Night of Champions Saudi Arabia, as well as NXT Battleground, as we plan to cover at least most of it, <laughs> most of those shows um, in that time. For this talk, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.